The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off of your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. Drivers, start your... in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb happy to be talking racing things with you on this fine Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I don't know, whenever you listen to this, it is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. There is NASCAR on the television this weekend. And as always, we are here to break down our favorite betting action for you for Sunday's race because, Cody, we've been spoiled lately. We're the books having the uh, odds out for us in plenty of time on Tuesday. I think, I think... They're catching up, buddy. I think they know we want to do this show for them early. They are, yeah. A little concerned about uh, would we have odds out on Tuesday after the Monday race? Not a problem at all. Books are on it this week. They've even got truck odds out already on Tuesday. That doesn't even happen half the time. So they're on top of it. They're almost excited for this Kansas race as I am. And you're going to be at this Kansas race, which makes it all the more exciting. I'm pumped. I'll I'll be there for the whole weekend. ARCA, trucks, cup. I'm ready to go. I, I'm man. I'm counting down the days. This week is already dragging more than a normal week does. So I'm excited to uh, to be there this weekend. Cody has sanctioned already a big wheel, one of those you know those tricycle big wheel things race around Kansas Speedway because he just wants more racing. I think he called up so, a local a local daycare and was like, "Listen, I know you've got them. I know you've got the racers. Let's bring them out. Let's do this." So. Uh, Cody, if you got odds on that one, I'd love to bet on that as well. It's uh, you know, we got, can't can't do anything without having odds on it, right? <laughs> no, not anymore in this world. Are you kidding me? My kids handicap stuff. I don't even know half the time they're like, "Dad, what what would you get? What would you put on this?" I'm like, "Guys, stop!" <laughs> like you're not even barely 16. I, <laughs> my daughter was doing her uh, hot, or like she has some Hot Wheels, some NASCAR diecast cars down the driveway the other day, and, and we were placing bets on on who won <laughs> <laughs> pretty soon she'll be betting on marbles in some obscure yeah, book in canada exactly uh, <laughs> start, them young, right? <laughs> start them young uh all right like we said this is of course the kansas uh kansas race in kansas cody will be there representing so make sure you are following the nascar gambling podcast on twitter at nascar gambling keep up with them all weekend long uh cody before we even jump into kansas man Woo, big news today, my friend. I may have to rethink my entire existence after this. 
Oh boy. Okay. Well, we'll start off with the less the less crazy news. But RCR did lose their appeal today um, for the Austin Dillon thing after uh, I think it was Martinsville. Um, so they lost the appeal. So they lose the sixty points. The team loses the sixty points for the number three car. Uh, five playoff points and crew chief Keith Rodden uh, suspended two races and fined 75k. I believe he's already served one of. Has he served both those races? I feel like he might have. I like think he actually might have already done both of them. Yeah. So maybe he's back. Maybe he has one more. I'm not exactly 100% sure. But, um, and they, they have to uh, release why they did it now. And so the panel says, as submitted, the nuts are not locking. The nuts are not a thread locking device. They are connected and part of the turnbuckle. The nuts do not lock the assembly. Therefore, the assembly has been modified. So whatever, I guess, was, uh, you know, brought up in the in the deal there, they determined it was modified. So the penalty stays. RCR loses. They will not um, do a final appeal. They're just going to going to stick with it and, and roll with that. Are we, lug nuts, turnbuckles. Is this wrestling or is this NASCAR? <laughs> all I, kinds of big, big words. I'm there. telling you, it's but the real news of the day. Ugh. Jimmy Johnson is going to Toyota. Legacy Motor Club has announced the silly season starting early this year, but mm-hmm. Legacy Motor Club has announced they're going to switch from Chevrolet to Toyota next year. Uh, Eric Jones, Noah Gregson, both former TRD racing drivers going back to Toyota. Um, I know a lot of people don't like it. For some reason, I don't know why people hate Toyota so much. They've been in Cup Series since 2003. Most Toyotas are more American than Chevrolets and Fords. Hate to break it to you, but they're actually built here. It's uh, it's quite the difference. So, uh, But anyways, yes. Uh, but I think that this is a good move. You look at where they're at in the Chevrolet pecking order, right? You have Hendrick up top. You have Trackhouse. You have RCR. There's colleague is in there, Spires in there. You got all these Chevrolet teams. You go over to the Ford side of thing. It's the same thing. A lot of congestion, a bunch of teams. Go to Toyota, Gibbs 2311. Then Legacy can be the third team. They're, they're not going to be the third team at Chevrolet ever. They wouldn't be if they switched to Ford. This gives them that opportunity. This team, since the, the glory days of Petty, obviously, this is the former Petty team now. It's not been great for them since then but now there's an infusion of money with maury gallagher being the principal owner you've got jimmy johnson with his big name supporting things they have a they've changed it to this fancy legacy motor club get your pinky up in the air and like they're they do have a vision for the future right and so from the sounds of it from the way that toyota talked about it from the way jimmy johnson talked about it today basically they're going to be on a level playing field with the other toyotas Now, Joe Gibbs, obviously, I think is going to be the top team no matter what, but they're going to get all the same information there, whereas maybe they don't get all the Hendrick information right now, you know, and I think that that having those alliances with a smaller manufacturer that still has had a lot of success, um, they just won last weekend, of course, but um, I think that this is a good move for Legacy and will help step them up. I know Jimmy Johnson was a Chevrolet driver forever. He just got done racing Honda in IndyCar, so it's not... their other option is Chevrolet. So he took the non-Chevy option there. Uh, so I don't think, you know, he's he's like just a Chevy. I think it just worked out that way. He was always a Chevy guy because that's how the rides worked. But, um, yeah, I think that overall it's a good positive move for Legacy. Um, I do think from a batting, betting as- aspect of things, 
we probably already should be fading them <laughs> because they've looked pretty bad this season. But even more so now, like we know how it works. Like Chevy's going to start shutting them out of conversations. Might not have been in super in-depth conversations anyways. But if they were in that meeting before, the door might be locked when they get to that meeting this time. They're going to get a little less. Chevy's still going to provide them with stuff. They'll get through the end of the year and stuff. But I wouldn't expect a ton out of the legacy for the rest of the year. Well, I will tell you everything that I think about this after the break. we got to step away real quick. Tell you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a shot to win $500. As always, Shady Rays has you covered from the slopes to the sun with premium polarized sunglasses, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear each and every pair of sunglasses that you get is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even if it's 10 minutes after you buy it, 10 seconds after you buy it, 10 years after you buy it, doesn't matter. Shady Rays is going to send you a brand new pair with no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they've got your back long after your purchase. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop Shady Rays. The team always has your back. Right now, go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. So, Here's my take on this, right? Obviously, I, I I agree with you in the fact that it is definitely a good move for the team. And, and you know, my feelings toward Jimmy Johnson aside, obviously, this team needs something to happen, right? They need to be... And it, it's kind of... You don't blame anybody from wanting to go to a, a lar- or smaller pond, rather, to be a bigger fish, right? That's really what this is ultimately being, is them being able to sort of reassert themselves into the conversation, even though they've been part of the conversation for years, those car numbers are iconic numbers, both the 43 and the 42. So, you know, the 84, not so much yet, but will it be weird to see Jimmy Johnson with Toyota? Yeah. I mean, obviously that's as somebody who's watched Jimmy Johnson, his entire career, it's going to be weird. It was weird seeing him in the 84 for a lap and a half in Coda, but you know, or not even a lap as a matter of fact, um, but again, it's just a, it's just a matter of I don't know like you Cody why everybody hates on Toyota. I I understand, you know, it's not Ford, it's not Chevy, it's not, you know, the big American manufacturers that you're used to. But again, they've been in the sport for a while. They definitely have have shown that they have speed. They've got champions in their belt. They got Denny Hamlin, right? They've got all no, he hasn't won championship, but they got Denny Hamlin. I'm not I'm not combining the two. I'm just saying <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive. Uh, uh, yeah, they've got they've got a solid core of drivers. They always have, and they always will, right? So, and you got Joe Gibbs as the owner. It's just, it's just a crazy thing to do now. You know, it's like I don't know what what the purpose of making the announcement right now was, but I guess it's just getting everybody ready for the inevitable. No, I think mission. you probably just get out ahead of it. It's it's so hard to keep these things bottled up, like. I can't believe the Josh Berry news has stayed bottled up already for almost a week. Like <laughs> it's been, it's only been a few days and it's like, sounds like people know what's going to happen, but they've not actually leaked the story. And I think you just, once you make the deal, you try to look ahead and 
maybe that gives your fans hope, right? Like Gregson has been shit this year. Eric Jones has not had, I mean, Talladega was a good run, did okay last weekend, but it's not been great. Maybe this is kind of, you know, hey, we're going to make changes. We have this big vision for the future. Your employees, like, hey, things are going to get better, right? We just got to struggle through this year and next year. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be Toyota. It's going to be great. I, I don't know. And, I mean, do we know Jimmy Johnson's going to run races next year? We don't know that for sure. Maybe he never drives a Toyota. It's possible he doesn't. Um, and we've seen the Petty team change before. They were Dodge for a while. I'm pretty sure they were with Pontiac. I mean, going back, they were with Plymouth back in the day. And and Richard drove different types of cars and stuff throughout the years. Um, and, and so then they've been Chevy for a while. So it's not crazy to see that team change. I know it's not the Petty team anymore. Um, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it. I mean, I think it's a big deal from the fact that it's it's good for the. It's a good move for the team, and it's the right move both for Toyota, who needs more cars in the field, and they've they've wanted more cars in the field for a few years. They've talked about it, right? And I think it's good for Legacy because it takes them from sixth over here, seventh over here, or whatever, to third over here, and that is a step up. Yes, you're still at the bottom rung but it's still a step up from where you were on the other rung, right? It, it's the bottom of a, of a shallower pool, of a more of shallow a, pool. Yeah. You know, it, it, <laughs> it, the as bottom opposed, of a shallower ladder. Ladder, ladder yeah. Ladder. Well, as, a, as opposed to being at the bottom of an Olympic-sized pool, like a nine-foot pool, to a kiddie pool. That's, that's where yeah. they're at. Not saying that Toyota's a kiddie pool, but you know what I'm saying. Like, the depth of it all. It's, no. Yeah, I think, I think it's a positive move. My analogies suck today. Move. I'm sorry. <laughs> positive move for everybody involved, really. I mean... Chevy's not really going to be missing out on anything, I don't think. Good move for Toyota to get bigger. Good move for Legacy to move up as far as where they are in the pecking order. Um, yeah, so I think think solid solid move all around. Speaking of that, and you talked about the Barry news, uh, I saw a tweet just before we logged on from Derek Yoder talking about SHR and, and Kevin Harvick Motorsports uh, reaching a deal with Josh Barry. Uh, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, no way. Seriously? Yeah, I literally... Oh, well, that's a done deal. Maybe then. not reach... <laughs> maybe, oh, hold on. I, I have to pull up yeah, the exact tweet. Yeah, let's look at the because I had not seen this. Yeah. But be, if, if KHI has signed him, that's, then it's a it's a set, set deal. I well, would I would bet that right now. So listen, this is break. It says, uh, Adam Stern says, Josh Berry is finalizing a long-term management deal with KH Management, uh, Kevin Harvick's management agency. So... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a hundred percent. He's going to the four car, so that's yeah. a that's a done deal. Go ahead and buy your your four gear now if you're a Barry fan, because I mean we already kind of knew that was the case, I think, but I think that solidifies that. Hey, I don't know if I trust this Adam Stern guy. He doesn't have a, a blue check mark by his name. I'm not I'm not sure what's. <laughs> I think going you trust him more if they don't have the blue check now. Oh I yeah, I can't remember what's going on. Uh, yeah, no, Who but knows? but look at if Derek if Derek is retweeting somebody, it's it's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Stern is a yeah he's a sports no, business journal guy. He's broke some stuff before. He's a he's one of the names you can trust. Absolutely. As so. long as he doesn't have all the extra S's like the fake Bob Parker. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one person that's going to be completely happy about that uh, is, is just the simple fact that uh, Derek's uh, co-host on the um, on yeah. his podcast is going to be All Things Go podcast. Yeah, Brian Murphy. Yeah, yeah they yeah they need some some help over there. Over there. <laughs> hey, and listen, Josh oh, Berry's going to supply. He has made a hell of a run with Hendrick, and and the last couple of weeks that he's been on the track in the forty eight, uh, in yep. the nine, whatever. Like it doesn't matter what car he's been in. It's just been 
Yeah. A great I mean, run. If you keep as long as Childers stays there, like that would be a great pairing. I, I think that I mean Childers is one of the best crew chiefs in the garage. Uh, yeah, that it would be a great fit, and Barry has more than earned that ride. Um, be slightly sad to see Corey not get it, just because uh, I want to see a good ride. But I think Barry deserves a good ride as well. Um, and so yeah, I think that that will be a great move. Again, not official yet, but unofficially official i think at this point <laughs> yeah it's i think it's a done deal i mean again if they're already reaching management with kevin harvick yeah it's i mean you know maybe that's just the agent he happened to pick up who knows but mm. i mean that's you know that all signs would point towards a, a certain thing there i believe in so. coincidence but that's too much of a coincidence <laughs> so yeah agreed um all right we have got a race to get to it is the advent health 400 from the kansas uh is it the Kansas Motor Speedway? Why am I blanking? It's Kansas on it? Speedway. Kansas I Speedway. There is no motor. The Motor Speedway Corporation does not. They don't own. have motors. Just, uh, just, just Kansas. Kansas. Just Kansas. Uh, but we'll we'll come back from our break and start breaking down that race for you. But let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania Four is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Not all at once. Don't get excited. But they are giving it away. You can still win it. Plus, there's plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. All you got to do right now is head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. We like cars that go around the tracks, but SGPN also has horses that go around the track, and it is Kentucky Derby Week. And the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is here for all of your Triple Crown bets. Plus, if you leave a review for the show wherever you get your podcast between now and the Belmont Stakes on Sunday, June the 10th, you're going to get entered into a drawing to win a canvas print. You don't want to miss this, folks. Get in on this contest. It's a canvas print of the Wolf of Oaklawn. That is, of course, the host, Chase Sesum of the uh, OTB podcast, his one-of-a-kind Fallen Bob painting. I'm telling you, we come up with the most creative prizes here on the SGPN. Go get down on that. Go follow the Notorious OTB. Go subscribe. Go leave that review. Go win that painting. You want it hanging in your room for sure. It's post time. I don't have an original uh, Wolf uh, painted art so i need to get one of those in fact i want to try to win that so you can see it right back here uh, for that, those of that you would be uh nice nice to add to your your decor there of the the nice plant and then the wolf painting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it'll like it. it may take the place of my uh my caricature that the only one thing that i've ever had drawn of myself it was huh. yeah it's hey. fun uh, all right. Again, it is the Kansas Speedway. Before we get way too much off topic, uh, it is the Kansas Speedway. This is the Advent Health 400. We will run 267 laps. We won't run them. The cars will run them around this mile and a half paved track. Cody no, I'll will be, be running them. I was while about to say, I'm there, just yeah, on the inside. Yeah. Cody may try to switch rides with Gregson. I'm I'm only saying that it's probably. Uh, You'd be like, I want to jump in that 42 car, please. I could just jump in a BJ McLeod car and get wrecked <laughs> after five laps by, uh, or not, a Rick Ware car, rather. Get wrecked uh, after five laps by Chastain, and then he could tell me he's sorry, and it'd be fine. Hey, jump in the Josh Balicki ride, the 78. Just uh, <laughs> just kind of commandeer that one. I'm sure that you Might could as run well, just right? as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could get wrecked out by Chastain like anyone else could. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's true. As long as you, uh, as long as you just hold, hang around the back and... and 
and run in front of him when he's on the lead lap. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Past winners Luck, on this. Good, oh, got to got some good news for Chase Briscoe this week. BJ McLeod not in the seventy-eight, so Briscoe is safe. Lucky for him, Josh Balicki filling in. JJ Yaley's in the fifty-one. Barry, of course, in the forty-eight, and Brennan Poole is back in the fifteen. Oh, uh, he's back in the fifteen. So uh, yeah, make sure make sure you pay attention to where that one car is out on the track. Although this entry list is from Bob Pockers with no blue check marks. So ah, uh, uh, Bob, come on, man, pay for how Twitter. How does Bob blue. not get a? How does he not get like the honorary check mark? I mean, we're giving it to guys mark? like LeBron. Bob should definitely get it. Oh, for sure. He is the LeBron of this of the NASCAR uh, garage. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, all right. Again, in this last uh, spring race, there were eight cautions for 47 laps. The margin of victory between Kurt Busch and Kyle Larson was 1.4 seconds. 18 lead changes in a three-hour and 13-minute race. Average speed, 124 miles an hour. The pole speed was 179 for Christopher Bell. There were 2,167 green flag lap uh, passes, and that was the spring race, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That was the first race on this track with the next-gen car, so uh, we are in for a treat this spring. You were there last time, too, weren't you? Yes, I was there for the spring race last year. A lot of fun. Uh, potentially saw Kurt Busch's final win. Got to be in victory lane with him. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and that, that beautiful Jordan car. Oof. Love that one. That was a nice one, too, for sure. It's a jump man car. Um, yes. All right. Well, we have isolated some bets that we like, as we always do, and we will go ahead and start loading those up for your card. Cody, where are we starting? Yep. I am going to start with Kyle Busch over Joey Logano um, at minus 110. This one's over on Caesars. And for me, it's just look at what Ford has not done on intermediates this season. Look at how they've lacked for speed. I mean, we've talked about it with the SHR guys last week. Ryan Blaney did look fast. He looked good. Uh, Kislowski and Busher looked okay, right? They had good runs. Joey Logano last week at Dover, absolutely horrendous day for him. Dover, again, not an exact comparison to this. Still the intermediate package, the intermediate style, so I'm going to use a little bit from that. Um, but you go back. Joey Logano ended up 10th at California. Um, that was after that big wreck that took out a bunch of fast cars on the restart, and he still only managed to get 10th, 36th at Las Vegas, a horrible day for him there, 31st at Dover. So those are your three kind of examples here um, this season. He did finish second here at Kansas in the fall race last season, so I will note that, um, but 34th in the spring race, so kind of been a struggle for him. Go back to Kyle Busch. Won the race at California, had a very fast car that day, a decent 14th place finish at Las Vegas, um, and he looked super fast last week, right? Got out early, led a bunch of laps, then he got behind the eight ball, and things just went downhill from there. They kept trying strategies, throwing darts at the wall after the speeding penalty. He got the damage, so, so result wasn't necessarily there, um, but he did finish third here in the spring last year. And then he suffered uh, some damage in the fall race and ended up in 26. So, uh, But this, for me, it's just Kyle Busch has looked good on intermediates this season. Chevrolets have been fast. The Fords have not been fast for the most part. Joey is so unpredictable. Again, he's a guy that we just – he pops up sometimes, doesn't other times. And I just am not trusting what I've seen lately from him at a place like Dover last week and at the intermediates so far this season. So give me Kyle Busch over Joey Logano, minus 110 on Caesars. 
called the uh, Todd Gilliland over Joey Logano upset last week. Just want to throw that out there. You sure did. The, the bracket challenge. You sure did. So trust Cody uh, for all of your head-to-head needs. And listen, honestly, for Joey Logano, he come in as the reigning champion. You expect a better start to your season. You expect to have a little more pull. Poor Joey, not necessarily where he wants to be right now defending his title. I'm all right with that. Kyle Busch does seem to have a little momentum, which is why I have loaded him up as a top three car. I'm a little surprised at the number on this, which is why I added this to the card almost immediately. Kyle Busch is at plus 425 for a top three finish. You talked about it just a second ago. One at California, another mile and a half track, right? He's, he started on the pole, had a fantastic start to the race. Obviously, that was a pit thing. That you know, But this is the thing with Kyle Busch, too, especially this season, right? You know that he's fast. We know that he's fast. He knows that he's fast. But unfortunately, things keep happening to kind of knock him down some, which is why I think this is such a great number for you to pounce on right now because not only did we have we seen his speed this season, but on this track in particular, you talked about a little bit ago, he won in 2021, uh, but he finished third in the, the spring race here. He finished fifth in 2020, third in 2019, second in 2018, He's got a pretty strong record of top three finishes, one in 2016, uh, 2014, he finished third. So again, Kyle Busch is dangerous and can and should get a top three finish on this track. And I mean, we played into the narrative a little bit to start the year off. It's pissed off Kyle Busch is going to be a good Kyle Busch. Now, unfortunately, a pissed off Kyle Busch has been a good Kyle Busch, but unfortunately, it's not always the case that it'll finish that way. So I'm hoping that this eight team learns something, right? I hope that they take something home and and just learns from this pit stop uh, strategy and and not to get him into trouble. And if he can just be as fast as he's been all season long, I think he's right there in it at the end. I think he's a top three car. I love plus 425 for this top three. It just seems like a steal to try to put this out there. Yeah, I think that the plus 425 part of this is what's really crazy. Like, that's we're getting that on some other guys to win this race and you're getting that on just a top three for a guy that's been fast has shown speed on these types of tracks already has a win on a comparable track in auto club um so yeah i think that's a great bet going back to the joy logano thing too just real quick so he won the race at atlanta and in the six races since then 28th at coda seventh at richmond decent run 37th at bristol dirt uh, second at Martinsville had a good race there. 30th at Talladega, 31st at Dover. So in the six races since that win, 28th or worse, four times. So things things have not been going super great for Joey Logano lately. But back to your Kyle Busch, I like that one. Really, really good odds for the top three. Um, so I fully back that one. Next up for me, Rod, if you're on watching on the YouTube, here he is, Corey LaJoy. Found him in a head-to-head this week, and I like this one. He's matched up against AJ Allmendinger on Barstool Sportsbook, and he's at plus 144. So not only are you getting him at, you know, in a head-to-head, which just I love to see anyways, but you're getting him at, at plus money pretty decently. Um, so let's go back and look, right? AJ Allmendinger at Auto Club. If you remember, like five laps into that race, I think he just lost control, spun out, wrecked the car, his day was done that quickly um and it was just over finished 18th at las vegas that's an all right finish 18th last week uh at dover those are all right finishes as far as the intermediates go 
Uh, you go to Corey LaJoy, though. He has been having a season 14th place finish at Auto Club. Finished 20th at Las Vegas, which is not a bad finish. That's a good enough finish that it could beat AJ. It didn't beat him that day, but not that far from, you know, they're in the same vicinity. In a 14th place run last week, where honestly, he probably could have had a better finish um, had things gone a little differently towards the end there. But he was running, I mean, top 15 all day long, had a good looking car. He was 19th in the spring race here last uh, last year. So another solid day by Corey LaJoy. They're just stacking pennies over in the Corey LaJoy camp, and things have been looking better and better and better for that Spire 7 car. And A.J. Allmendinger and honestly Justin Haley too, they just have been very unimpressive. Like when's the last time on a basic oval track like this that we've even heard him talk about A.J. Allmendinger? Like you don't really hear it. And with Corey LaJoy, it's like, wow, look what he's doing. Like here he is running. He's just he's constantly chipping away and stacking those pennies and getting there. Now you're getting him at plus 144. I think that's appropriately priced because Almondinger still is in a better car. I, I will give him that. But I think the way that that seven car has been running, they've even shown speed. Uh, you know, you're getting to a bigger track. That's where you would be maybe a little more concerned. Like, are they going to have as much speed? But we've seen it. I mean, we saw it last year here at this race. We saw it at Auto Club. We saw it at Vegas even. And then last week at Dover, a little bit of a smaller track, but he still had plenty of speed. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. Uh, and I just, I don't trust AJ Allmendinger outside of road courses right now. Like he's just continued to have not super great runs. Uh, so give me Corey LaJoy over Allmendinger. That's plus 144. And that one was over on Barstool Sportsbook. We talked about Allmendinger and we've talked about him at length as far as how, you know, we, we expected Colleg to be able to maybe pour a little more attention into the cup program because Allmendinger's over there full time now. But it just feels like, only one colleague uh, uh, team can do well at one time. And right now, the Xfinity team is actually doing much better than the Cup team. So, um, yeah. yeah, I feel bad. But I, I, I still like Almondinger. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, it just, it's so hard to like a driver that's not Jimmy Johnson, that's not necessarily winning as many races. Right. Yeah, that's uh, welcome to being a Husker football fan for the last 20 years. So. <laughs> It's rooting for a team that sucks all the time. Uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of rooting for somebody that sucks, uh, we are going to turn our attention to Martin Truex Jr., <laughs> who stopped sucking. No, look at you. All oh, season okay. long, we've talked sucking. about I was going to say, geez, <laughs> guy just won a race, and Rod's already shitting no, on him, and he's no, going to bet on him. <laughs> not even close. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, all last season, you were joking that this guy's been retired already. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., out of retirement, wins last week. Not calling him out uh, to win this week, but I will say that a top five finish doesn't feel like it's completely out of the realm of possibility for Martin Truex Jr. Look, at this season has been especially, well, it's been better for him overall in his 11 starts. He's got four top 10 finishes, which is more than we could say last season. Two top fives and, of course, that big win at Dover uh, last week. He finished 11th in California earlier this season. But look, in two of the last three races, um, he's actually had a third-place finish or better. So it, it's it's actually fun to root for Martin Truex this year. Look back at what he's done here, though, in particular in Kansas. Uh, in the 78 car, no less, in 2017, he swept the season, won both of those races, 
Finished second in 2018, fifth in 2018. Uh, a bad 19th place finish in, in 2019. Kind of throw that out. Sixth place in the fall of 19, third in the fall of 2020. Uh, and then, of course, that second race, he finished ninth. Sixth, seventh, sixth, fifth in the last four races. I'm not a mathematician. One is a top five, but the other three are very, very damn close to top five finishes. Almost half, 34%. Okay, not almost half, but you know, a pretty decent uh, chunk, a third of his of his almost thirty starts here. I swear to you guys, I will get better at math someday. I'm not saying it's today. I'm not saying it's tomorrow. Soon, I will get better at math. A full third of his starts here have been top five finishes. Uh, you want to talk about a guy with some momentum? Martin Truex Jr. I think is is starting to feel it. That nineteen team is starting to feel it, and. Um, like I said, coming off of a win, all, if all we're asking him to do is finish in the top five, which he's done last season and is almost done very much most of the other times around, I like this. Uh, it's not necessarily the best, but it's plus 110 to get this top five. But of the top five odds, it's pretty good to have him at plus money when it's almost a sure lock that he'll get there. Yeah, you're getting uh, you're getting uh, the guy that won last week at plus money to just finish in the top five. Toyotas were really good here last season. The 2311 cars dominated both of these races. They were super, super fast. They've obviously got something figured out. I would imagine some of that info trickles over to the Joe Gibbs racing camp as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I fully back that one. I'm completely fine betting on Truex now. He's got that <laughs> win monkey off his back. Uh, so I, I have no limits on betting Truex anymore, so I like it. Next up for me, Josh Berry, top 10, plus 190 over on Caesars. I mean, do I really need to tell you why? It just This guy is good. He gets solid finishes week in and week out. So he jumped in the nine car on very short notice. I think it was Friday that Chase Elliott got hurt. They raced on Sunday, 29th place at Vegas. I'm just going to throw that completely out. You go to Phoenix, he finished 10th. Richmond, he finished 2nd. 10th last week at Dover. He is getting good results. Last week, he just outran Chase Elliott at the end of that race, head-to-head. I mean, just beat, flat out beat him. He is a good driver. He's now riding this momentum of a new deal with KHI. Likely also a new deal for the number four car. He's got that in his mind. All right, he's settled. He's got his ride. He's earned it. He's going to go out there and just keep chipping away. Um, this team's not afraid to gamble, too. I mean, that second-place finish at Richmond, that was a gamble. They are fine gambling here. That can get him, you know, increases his odds to get up into the top 10, even if he's not a top 10 car. Bowman's been very good here before, has a win at Kansas, I believe. Um, and uh, the Hendrick cars, obviously, they're good everywhere, but they've been very good here at Kansas as well. So Josh Berry, top 10, plus 190 over on Caesars. Uh, honestly, I was a little bit surprised. It was still at plus 190. I I thought maybe they would chop it down after how well he's been running, filling in in these cars, but uh, still giving it to us. So just going to keep uh, keep going back to that. Well, I talked about how bad the top five odds I felt were. Those top ten odds were even more. You're, I mean, those were like like you're just straight up juicing. So I, yeah. I'm yeah to find him at plus one ninety. That's that's a steal. I, I like that a lot. That forty eight car man, it just it keeps finding its way. Nine the forty eight doesn't matter what he's driving. Yeah, just whatever Barry's in, in yeah. And I mean, we know they're good cars. Like that's the thing. And and he's a good driver. He's proved it. So I, I think you just keep. I mean, to get to get a Hendrick car to finish in the top ten at almost two to one, that's insane. It's and and then you, Barry is not a bad driver by any means, clearly because he's getting a four car ride next year. 
So <laughs> I think that's a, yeah, this is a good one. Speaking of the nine car, riddle me this, Cody. You get a guy that the last three finishes that he's he's t- gotten in the car, 11th, 12th, and 10th. And yet you feel like it's a disappointing season, right? I mean, obviously. It is a disappointing. <laughs> it is disappointing, Rod, especially because I bet on him at two of those races. Well, that's what I'm saying. So for Chase Elliott, any look, any other driver probably out there who is a BJ McLeod or a JJ Yaley would love to see three weeks in a row where you're either top 10 or right around the top 10, right? But for Chase Elliott, it just feels like an absolutely utter disappointing season. So because of that, I'm going to take Ross Chastain over Chase Elliott. And I hear the collective gasps from the NASCAR betting community. And I get it because I did the same thing. I wanted to take the Elliott side of this, but I'm telling you right now, there is just not, it's not there yet. Whatever he needs to, to get over back into the top five, to get back into the top three, it's not there yet. But for Ross Chastain, we've seen the fight. Now, I'm going to read off his and contradict myself. I'm going to read off his last several finishes, and you're going to say, Rod, quit contradicting yourself. Well, in the Bristol Dirt, he finished 28th. Martinsville, 13th. Talladega, 23rd. Dover, he did finish second. But for, uh, for Ross Chastain, he's got a third place at Fontana. Granted, Chase got a second place there. Um, a fourth at Austin, third at Richmond. So he's had the speed enough to be up there. And for Ross Chastain, I said this, we, we talked about this last season when he was creating all this havoc, right? And we thought, well, maybe all these cars will be after him and he'll drive a little more cautiously. He didn't. I mean, for a little while, he toned it down, like maybe one or two races. But by and large, he picked it back up again. Well, he's sorry, Rod. Well, uh, gosh, gosh, I'm so sorry. I just, I, I hate that you lost that bet because I said so. I, gosh, I hate that. He's gonna, he's gonna swing by the shop and make it right. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. But listen, but he's not now. Now this is the second season in a row in which he's been uh, the mischief maker. I'm gonna call him Loki. He's gonna, he's the mischief maker on that track, and and he doesn't care now. I, I think the gosh, I'm sorry thing is is fine and well, but he's gonna go back out uh, on this track on Sunday. And it's try not to fine and well. Don't say you're sorry. If you're not sorry, just keep doing it. I know. Well, yeah, just keep doing it. Lean into Don't it. Don't say you're sorry. Then it's fine. Uh, but last season here, he turned in two seventh-place finishes, did Ross Chastain, uh, where Chase Elliott on the last couple of races here in Kansas, a 29th and an 11th-place finish. So, again, before that, Chase Elliott had second, fifth, sixth. So, I mean, it's not like he's not good on this track, but... You know, last season, not a really good season. He's coming off of the injury where he's still trying to feel his way back into the top five. I, I don't know. I just feel like momentum is more on Ross Chastain's side right now, given especially a second-place finish and what he ran last week. It hurts. It sucks, whatever, but I'm taking Chastain over Elliott minus 110. No, I think this is the, the right call as much as it pains me. Obviously, I'm a huge Chase Elliott fan. I've been big on him, but... Just the way that things have been going, I think the momentum is in Chastain's favor. You have to roll with that. Could Elliott come out, sit on the pole, lead every lap, win this race? Would we be shocked? No, it's a Hendrick car. It's a nine car. It's Chase Elliott. But hasn't been there lately, so you got to roll with it. Uh, I'll have more comments on Chastain in a bit. But uh, unfortunately, I truly am sorry, unlike Chastain. Uh. But I will take him in this matchup. You know, and it's funny. Like I said, man, the ten, I'm I'm bagging on a guy that's basically a top ten car, a top fifteen he's, car, he's right? Leading the points too. He's he's the points leader. And yet, so, 
Yeah, it, it, it makes it it's so because it, it does. It feels almost dirty to bet on him and like, oh, well, everybody hates him and everybody wants to wreck it. But nobody ever does anything. And so uh, you just got to bet on him, I guess, until he sucks again. I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's proven at this point that he's worthy of betting on even to beat a guy like Chase Elliott. So you just got to roll with it. Next up for me, I'm going to dip back into the Toyota camp. I'm going to take Ty Gibbs for a top 10 at plus 160 on Caesars. And I'm going to take Bubba Wallace for a top five at plus 200 on Caesars. Um, for Gibbs, I mean, it's just been the consistent run fast. 16th at Auto Club earlier this season. 22nd at Vegas fell off a little bit there. Um, but then he had that run of four top 10 finishes in a row, leading half the race at Talladega up in the front pack. Runs out of gas with his chance to win that 60 to 1 ticket we were holding. Um, and then last week was running up in the top 10 all day. I mean, Good drivers were going multiple laps down, and Gibbs was up there. Ended up having to save fuel at the end because, for whatever reason, they're having problems getting fuel in the car. Uh, so he ends up with a 13th place finish and falls out of the top 10, but had easily a top 10 car. Toyotas were very good here last season. Gibbs has been good on these mile and a half in the Xfinity series uh, and all that stuff. So I feel like Gibbs is a good bet again at plus money. Like you said, the top of the plus money, or you know, the top of the top tens, not not a bunch of great. You got to lay some juice and stuff. But you find these couple guys down here farther, Barry Gibbs. These are the type of guys who can do it. Um, and so yeah, plus one sixty, I like that. Bubba Wallace, oh, I waffled back and forth before the show. Rod, I had him in there to win. He's but he, for the record, shop around. He's plus eighteen hundred at MGM. I'm just gonna toss that out there. He had the best car in both races last season. Uh, we hit him. Gosh, what did we get him? I think it was 18-1, 20-1 in the fall when we hit him there. Uh, that was a big hit for us. That was great. Uh, and he was the best car in the spring as well when his teammate Kurt Busch won. So I think that he can get in the top five, plus 200. I'm going to take that. Uh, I, I was very sad to have left him off of the winner side of things. But... Sometimes you just gotta gotta go with with what even feels gross to do, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, but I do like Bubba for the top five. So Ty Gibbs top ten plus one sixty, Bubba top five plus two hundred. Both those over on Caesars. You laid out Gibbs's case. I'll further that as well because I I saw a matchup I like, and that's Gibbs over Suarez. Uh, Gibbs is on the minus one hundred five side of this, so Suarez is actually the favorite and. You know, really, again, it's it's mainly because Suarez has the track record here in a cup car uh, over Ty Gibbs, whereas obviously Ty Gibbs cut his teeth in the uh, Xfinity series, and and not even for that long, honestly. Um, but it's not as if Suarez has a fantastic track record here with Team Wreck House. Um, you know, in the spring was his best finish in a while, actually, in that 99 car. He did finish 10th in the fall, rather, I'm sorry. Uh, but in the spring, he finished 33rd. Uh, the fall of 2021, he finished 15th, 11th. So in and around the top 15, but he had a 27th place finish in the 96, 18 in the 96 as well in 2020. Um, so, like I said, it's not like he's got fantastic track record here. Uh, but you look at what Gibbs has done this season just a, a, a string of solid finishes. Obviously, Talladega was, you just talked about it, being <laughs> a fuel thing for him. But he ripped off a string of, uh, of top 10 finishes between Atlanta and Bristol Dirt, right? So, But for Suarez, it's been such a crazy up-and-down season for that guy. 
You know, he starts off the season with a seventh place finish in Daytona. It's like, yeah, Team Wreckhouse is in it. Fontana, he gets fourth. It's like, hey, man, Suarez, that 99 car is looking good. Vegas, another solid 10th place finish. And then the bottom falls out. Phoenix, 22nd. Atlanta, 29. Austin, 27. Richmond, 23. Bristol, 25. Martinsville, 17. Has a fine, nice ninth place day at Talladega. And you're thinking, okay, he's back. But then crashes out at Dover, finishes 35th. Suarez has just not been good this season for the back end of it. And it's just fallen on some very, very hard times. Whereas his teammate is is up there. And and maybe I, I know that they're committed to Suarez. I know they're committed to him for a while, but maybe I don't know. Maybe he goes someplace where it's not he's not second fiddle to Chastain. Maybe he tries to find a better ride. I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. I Cody's like, no, yeah. but he's locked he's locked in. They're not letting him go. He's, I know. Justin Marks believes in him, he and does. he brings a lot of sponsorship, a lot of sponsorship money. He well, ain't going yeah. anywhere. No, of course not. But, um, but anyway, so like I said, for Gibbs, obviously we've seen the steady. You just laid out exactly why he's he's been such a good car and a top ten finisher. I don't think Suarez is going to get in the top ten in this. I think Gibbs will, and that's about as simple as that. I so I looked at this one because I I when I saw it I was I thought the same exact thing. And I was looking back at what Suarez has done this year on intermediates. And I mean, he ran fourth place at Auto Club. He ran 10th place at, or where did he, wait a minute. He ran, oh, yeah, fourth at Auto Club, 10th at Las Vegas. My tab's being all funny. But uh, good solid runs in those races. We just talked about the Chastain speed that Chastain has had. Suarez, he, he jumps up every once in a while and just surprises you. And you're like, whoa. We didn't really get a chance to see it last week. He spun out early and, and wrecked and, and had problems. I don't know. I, I don't I'm not as as confident in this one, but I do like Ty Gibbs to get you that good solid finish. You can't necessarily rely on Suarez as much. His results are are much more of the up and down trajectory, the roller coaster ride. So I think for that part of it you can side with Gibbs and you're getting a minus one oh five. So uh, I don't dislike it at all. Next up, Rod. You ready to take it? I, I told Cody he's going to need a shower after this show. <laughs> no, this not for this oh, one. Oh, no, this not for this one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, right. I'm sorry. That's the next thing. Ew, I'm going to need a yeah, big shower after that. This one, how is it? So, BJ McLeod, not in the race. Can't get the matchup with Chase Briscoe. How are they gifting us this? Do not walk, run as fast as you possibly can to DraftKings. Josh Berry over Chase Briscoe, minus 115. This is the most confident bet I've ever placed in my life. I, I'm going to tell you that right now. That's I, I cannot. This is these two drivers should not be. BJ McLeod beat Chase Briscoe on speed last week at an intermediate track, and this track is a half mile bigger. BJ McLeod <laughs> in the number seventy eight live fast car that sucks ass. Beat Chase Briscoe on speed last week, Rod. And I'm, this week he's matched up against a Hendrick Motorsports car. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? What? <laughs> also, by the way, I this has already been brought up in the Discord, so you should be there because these guys are all already bet on it. And so it's likely going to move here soon. But uh, Ty Tiger 77, shout out to him. Uh, he said Briscoe equals brisk no. <laughs> and I absolutely love that. So shout out to you. That is great. Uh, this, I mean, 
I really still hope this is around on Saturday when I'm heading that direction to the legal bet. I, oh, I'm going to be in a legal betting state this weekend. I might I, I have to check. See, I don't know if in Kansas if you can live bet. Might even be able to live bet from the track. That would be great. Oh, my goodness, Rod. I, this, to me, I just, I mean, again, anything can happen. They run the race for a reason, and Barry could have a problem. Things can happen. But as, when it comes to speed, these two cars will not be anywhere close. Barry will be 20 positions better than Briscoe on speed all day easily. I would I would take this bet at Barry plus 20 positions or minus 20 positions. Like if it was Barry favored minus 20 over Briscoe, I would take it. I can't believe this is a straight head to head at minus 115. I, I don't, this just is absolutely flooring to me. This is like, this will probably be the biggest investment of my life. Likely that's how crazy this, this, uh, this matchup is. I, I don't understand why you, BJ McLeod, Rod. Hey, listen, I, 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 first of all, I'm not setting the odds on this one, so I can't even tell you. But also, just the simple fact that you are so passionate about fading Briscoe. Like, look, we faded. Just, no, no, listen, we faded Hamlin a lot last year. You were never this adamant about fading Hamlin as you are about fading Briscoe. Like, I, we want to have beers with Briscoe. Obviously, we yeah. love him as I a bet guy. On Briscoe, I won. I mean, he cashed a top five for us at Martinsville. Was it Martinsville or Bristol Dirt? One of the two. Like, he's. I love betting it on him. Dirt, short flat tracks, great. He's awesome there. Phoenix, you can bet on him. Martinsville, all these tracks. New Hampshire will probably bet on him again. Outside of that, these Stuart Haas. They just. We even saw it with Kevin Hart. If Kevin Harvick is struggling on an intermediate track like last week with speed. That is not good for this whole team. I mean, you just like I literally on my notes, I wrote, bro, that's my note. That's the only <laughs> note I have because like, I don't even need. But you go back and you look like 20th of California. So that was OK. But that was even after, you know, that big pileup that took out a bunch of cars and, and BJ McLeod finished 24th that day. So, you know, and then Las Vegas, BJ McLeod's in 32nd, I think it was. And here's Chase Briscoe in 28th. Like. And then last week, McLeod beat him. He beat him. And Chase Briscoe started sixth place in that race on the metric after a good run at Talladega. I mean, he had, three, you know, Bristol Dirt, fifth place, Martinsville, fifth place, Talladega, fourth place. Those are tracks he can run good. But then you go back to an intermediate at Dover, and it just, like, they put an anchor on his car, fell from sixth to 30th, never looked back, and chased B.J. McLeod around all day. I, I just... This matchup is, I cannot believe that this is even available. Like, it, it's, this is insane. This is, yeah, I, again, anything can happen. I just want to throw it out there. Be responsible. But holy shit. <laughs> anything can happen, but Cody will be uh, oh, trying man. to find a ride home from uh, Kansas if this doesn't catch. be a for sale sign in my yard <laughs> if it doesn't catch. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen, I'm going to throw out one that uh, I'm not necessarily uh, going to throw the entire house at, but uh, Eric Almarola as the winner of Group F. Who else is in Group F, you ask? Well, there is Eric Jones, who we have talked about before, uh, just not necessarily having the, the finest of... In fact, I'm a little bit sad that we missed out on an Eric Jones top 10 last week. <clears throat> but we also laid out the fact that now Legacy is making that shift. There will be a lot of attention on that team this season, or this, uh, well, the rest of the season, obviously, but this week in particular. <clears throat> but he is actually alongside of Eric Almarola at plus 220, as is Austin Dillon. All three of them are at plus 220, to win this group. Uh, Ryan Priest is also in this group at 300. 
look, we've talked about Austin Dillon already at length this season. It's frustrating for him to be. This has got to be the grossest group. It is. Like, they just went and so like, who are the grossest people? Oh, they left out Chase Briscoe. Sorry, but uh, otherwise, the next grossest people they could find and threw them in this group. <laughs> well, listen, out of all of them, Eric Jones actually has the, the better average finish this season at 20.5 but we've also laid out yeah we've also laid out the fact that it's just not necessarily been their season and and uh and they're probably not going to get much better uh eric almarola is come at 23.7 uh ryan priest at 24.7 and uh austin dillon at 22.1 the reason i'm picking amarola in this is because again austin dillon has not necessarily been feeling it lately either um, in fact, over his last three races, he's had a 12th place finish in Martinsville. Great, right? Cool for, for that three team. Uh, but then a 38th place finish in Talladega, 27th place finish at Dover. Vegas, he finished 27th. Had a good run at Fontana, right, where he finished 9th. But uh, really not much to speak of past that. Eric Jones, two, two decent finishes, a 6th place and a 16th. Uh, but he finished 19th at Fontana, 19th at Vegas. Uh, Eric Almarola, not a good season either so far, uh, but a sixth place finish at Martinsville um, really, really highlights his season. And then Ryan Priest. I mean, we talked about how kind of Stuart Haas has been up and down. 34th at Talladega, 17th at Dover, 15th at Martinsville. Hasn't been much to write home about. 33rd in California, 30 or 23rd rather in Vegas. I guess I just trust Almarola better out of all of these guys. I mean, I want to. I wanted to go back to the Eric Jones well. But, again, this is an intermediate. This is a mile and a half. I don't think he's got it for this, this field this week. I don't trust anybody in this group. I do have one nice thing to say about Eric Almarola. Uh, a lot of the throwback cars are getting released for, for Darlington next week. Uh, the Mother's Day throwback deal and all that. And he's throwing back to the Dale Jr. the, uh, the summer of 2020 or 2001, rather, when he won Daytona in the, uh, the MLB car, the white car. One of the most beautiful paint schemes out there. He's throwing back to that. So there's my nice thing to say about Eric Amarola. This group is just makes me want to throw up almost as much as some of my bets to win this race do. Uh, and yeah, that's about all I got on that. Look, <laughs> we tell you week in and week out that we're trying to give you a full field betting card, right? Hey, this is the battle for 27th. We'll probably win this race. So you're paying attention to the ticker. Really, that's all there is to it. Like, I want you paying attention to every piece of that. I want you mad when they cut it off at the top 10 and then they only go to 20 and they don't move it for like 10 minutes. That pisses me off when they do that. Then I got to go to the app and see where people are at. (laughs) Show me the whole leaderboard. Come on. When they they stop it at 20 and you're like, okay, Okay. I will say it okay. is better because I was watching that old Talladega race a couple weeks ago and they had it scrolling on top, you know, mm-hmm. it's either scrolling or it would be like three at a time. But then if you miss like who's in fifth, then you got to wait until it gets all the way back around to fifth. So this system is better, but don't cut it off at 20. We need to see the whole field for our bets. Yeah, we do. Um, all right. So it's time to pick some winners. But of course, we've got to step away very quickly uh and we'll get to those and you'll understand why cody is going to need to get hosed down I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get a bar of soap to get through this section maybe what we do is we stay on camera and we just have like a big hose come and just uh you know hose you down after this and and 
might might be needed. Or or we just start a Patreon, and that's what we end up doing uh, for Patreon was, you know. There you go. Free Cody hose downs, whatever. Free Cody hose downs. We'll be back. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you watching on YouTube and you don't get a chance to see a free Cody uh, show or uh, hose down, I don't even know what I just said, but for those of you who are watching on YouTube and have watched on YouTube, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, as we always say week after week, the bosses love to see it. They love to see the growth. They love to see the comments. They love to see you subscribing, and of course, they love to see you uh, clicking that bell so you know when we go live. We've had so many fun live shows with you guys out there. Uh, it's been a blast to talk to you guys, especially after rough weeks uh, like last week where we got, we're we're complaining about a lot of the bets um but like i said continue to do all that stuff for us because we absolutely love to be uh on a visual medium being able to to bring this show to you in another dimension uh and just uh enjoying all of our nascar gambling experiences we've powered through season two and and kind of uh grown into what we are now we'll continue to grow with your help please do so if you're already listening on an og platform apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcasts please feel free to leave a review tell me why i need to learn math why i need to learn english and uh you know all that other good stuff so uh it's a lot of fun to have you on board you guys were the ogs we love you so much so uh, leave a review help the show continue to grow and flourish Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers, after all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Yes, sir. Well, we are now at the point of the show where we will tell you who we think is going to win Cody will try to not vomit in his mouth as he uh, tells you all of these guys that are going to win. But uh, listen, the thing about it is when you look at these winner, the the winner odds, okay? And and I just want to paint a picture real quick because this is what we're looking at, okay? This is a rough week. It's a rough week, right? Kyle Larson's at plus 450. Denny Hamlin's at plus 500. William Byron is at plus 600. Tyler Reddick is at plus 700. Christopher Bell, plus 800. Truex plus 800, the winner of last week. Elliott at 10 to 1. Blaney at 14 to 1. The problem is this, right? Kyle Larson, you just can't necessarily trust that he's going to get it done. And to be the favorite again this week, it's a little rough to handle. Hamlin is a good case to make, but at 5 to 1. Yeah, but does he have the same pick crew? I mean, that's the thing is like, so you look through these odds, and again, if Kyle Larson dominates this race and wins, is anybody surprised? No. But you go back to last week, right? Had a fast car, has troubles. He's had other races where he's had troubles. Uh, wasn't able to beat William Byron on those couple of races early on in the season uh, on intermediates. You go to Denny Hamlin. Yeah, he's 5-1. to one. He's been fast. He's looked good. His pit crew fucks up every single pit stop he's ever had this season. Like, he said on his podcast, 
what was that today? I think it was, but uh, he was talking about he's got the most quality passes uh, according to NASCAR, blah, blah, blah. And that's because he has to keep passing the same cars all the time because his picker sucks. So, yeah, did, can Denny Hamlin win this race? Absolutely. He Would has be before. <laughs> yeah, he has before. Would I be surprised? No. Uh, Toyotas were fast last season. 2311 was fast last season. Guess who owns the 2311 cars? Denny Hamlin. You think he doesn't have all those secrets? Of course he does. Like, he could do it, but at only 5-1, to one, do you want to lay that? William Byron at 6-1. to one. Now you're starting to get into guys you can make a little bit more of a case for. He's got multiple wins this season. He's looked fast. Looked fast last week. Like, it gets a little easier as you go down, but, like, these top two guys, plus 450, plus 500, it's tough to want to take those guys. It can't blame you if you do because they are so good. They're top cars, right? Then you get a guy like Chase Elliott all the way down at ten to one, and it's like, oh, it's like that's where you want to take a guy like that. But what's he done for me lately? Like nothing. So it makes it difficult. So yeah, it was rough. This first choice not rough at all. Love this pick. I plan on betting on this guy going into this week. This is my favorite pick on the day. Tyler Reddick plus eight hundred over on MGM. Shop around again. He's plus seven hundred on some other places, but plus eight hundred on MGM. Uh, the 2311 cars were the best two cars here last season. Tyler Reddick has been very good on intermediate tracks. He struggled on some of the shorter, flatter tracks lately. Again, not really his forte, super speedways, so-so, but he's been good on intermediates, and the 2311 cars were so good here last season. Bubba had the best car in both races. Kurt Busch looked really good in the spring race where he ends up winning, although he had the second-best car that day to Bubba Wallace. Um, but pit crew issues are what cost him. So Tyler Reddick, absolutely love that bet. As I scroll through this odds board, Ross Chastain is 14 to 1. We already talked about him, Rod. How can you pass up a guy that's been this fast, that's looked this good at 14 to 1? I mean, it doesn't really fit. He had probably the second best car last week, arguably the best, fastest car. Like maybe he catches Truex. Maybe if they do it differently on the pit strategy or. I mean, if Truex takes four tires, Chastain ends up in front of him. Like, there were many points in that race where Chastain could have won this race. Go back to Auto Club. He led 91 laps, finished third place that day, but a good, fast, solid showing on an intermediate track. Ended up 12th at Las Vegas. Um, but again, last week, led 98 laps, finishes in second place. Um, he was seventh place in both races here last season. It's a nice, strong, towards-the-front finish. I just I don't want to bet on Ross Chastain to be honest with you, but at these odds, as fast as he's proven to be lately, we know he can get it done. We know he's had fast cars. Yeah, maybe somebody decides to take him out, but they haven't yet. It's been two seasons almost. Like we haven't really seen it. Denny kind of did at the end of the race when both of them were out of it earlier on the season. But does that even really count? Who knows? But uh, so I, I think at fourteen to one over on Barstool. You just can't pass this up. So give me Ross Chastain oof, at 14 to 1 on Barstool. And then Rod, coming out of retirement, do you have music for me? Welcome back to Ryan Blaney's Corner. This was a struggle. I originally had Bubba Wallace in this spot, but. I've got the feeling I'm going with the gut, going with the heart. Right, Martin Truex Jr. did it last week, finally ended it. Ryan Blaney has been fast lately. 
second place, second place, second place. <laughs> Every week he's the bridesmaid. No more, Rod. Ryan Blaney ends his winless streak in Kansas. That number 12 car is going to victory lane. Me and Ryan Blaney are going out for beers on Sunday night. 16-1 to over on Barstool Sports. Give me Ryan Blaney to win this race. Been a while since I bet on him. I don't care. He's coming out of retirement this week, and uh, we're going to hit this one. I, it feels gross to do, honestly. But I believe that it's there. I, the speed has been there. Again, the overall forward speed not necessarily has been there. That's the one part of this that scares me a bit. But he proved it last week. He was very fast. I mean, he was in the mix to win that race. He's done it a lot lately. Been in the mix. He's been so close. Truex finally snapped it. What if we go back-to-back -back weeks snapping these long winless streaks? I think it could happen. Give me Ryan Blaney, 16-1. to Also. I threw out there on the F1 Gambling Cast. Uh, by the way, go listen to that. We had a 16-1 there last week. That was a fun fun hit, but good show this week. Um, but I threw this one out there, so I wanted to throw it out here as well. Caesars does have a boost over there of Max Verstappen to win plus Chase Elliott to win. Um, at 20-1, to Max Verstappen is minus 200 to win the Miami Grand Prix. Likely going to be the best car. Does he win every week? No, he didn't win last week despite being minus 250, so it doesn't always happen. But I feel like that's such an almost like just you kind of put that in and that side is likely going to hit this. I mean, it's got a minus 200 chance of hitting. And then that gives you Chase Elliott at 20 to 1. At those type of odds, I feel much more comfortable than the 20 to 1. It's, it's I mean, or 10 to 1 rather that he is anymore. I mean, had they put Max and honestly anybody else in this top 10 probably, in the odds over here to win that race, I would probably just take it either way. Uh, so I want to throw that out there. 20 to 1, I think that that boost is worth it because the max side of things is is almost so certain that then it gives you Chase Elliott at 20 to 1, which I think is a really good value. I concur. Uh, again, just basically your whole list of winners, the 2311 cars for sure. Um, love that. and Love Redick in that because this is his first chance to, to be in that uh, that ride so it's his and first chance to try both the tw both 2311 cars that won last year was the 45 both times mm -hmm. kurt bush was in the 45 in the spring and then bubba had switched over to the 45 for the fall for the points deal or whatever but that was the car that he won in uh yeah and again like i said i i love that blaney mm, i don't know i know you feel it i can imagine the call home now uh when when he does when uh hey uh Babe, I'm not going to be home anytime soon. Me and Ryan Blaney are we're going to go hit the town right now. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Don't wait uh, up. Yeah, partying with Ryan Blaney. It's going to be a late night. I I want to see every uh, story that comes out of that. Every Twitter story that comes out of that. Hey, is uh, his girlfriend's a Hooters girl? There's a Hooters right across the street from the track. That's probably where we're going to end up. I'm just just you know putting that out in the universe so it's there serendipitous um all right well i am going to go with a guy also that uh, hasn't won in in some time uh and that of course is bread you got the, the spelling correct Good i job. did i did bread keselowski uh i'm taking a swing at this one you want to talk about guys that are going to punch through this season and and cody it's funny because that same that same logic that you made for blaney as far as it's been a while and somebody's got to punch through yeah, snap the winless streak let's I'm, we're all in on the snap the winless streak party we are so brad keselowski's at 30 to 1 to win this race and he's done nothing short of just get better this season we laughed at him a lot last year we laughed at him along with denny hamlin about ha ha these guys aren't good truex ha ha these guys aren't good you know but i think it just 
took a year of him being owner driver to settle into the world, right? To settle into to things. And and he's starting to show some speed. Finished seventh in California, second in Atlanta. He led 47 laps in Atlanta. In fact, he's led laps in every single race but two this year. And that was Austin, which is a road course. And I'm pretty sure you're not necessarily all that surprised about that. And then at Bristol Dirt. And, you know, it's Bristol Dirt once again. Not necessarily all that surprised, but he did climb his way up from 33rd to 17th, which is not easy to do, especially in that particular race. What has he done in the last couple of weeks? Well, he finished fifth in Talladega, which again, I know it's a super speedway. I know anything can and will happen, but you got to still have some speed to stay up in the top five, top four of those or top 10 in that race, you know, and stay out of trouble, which he did even led a couple of laps along the way. Um, And then in Dover last week, yeah, he started fourth. Of course, that was the metric, but he, he hung around in the top 10 and finished eighth. And there were certain points in that race where he actually looked pretty damn good. He led eight laps in that race as well. Pit strategy, yes, I get it. But we saw pit strategy work out for a bunch of people in that race. It could have been him. He put himself in the mix to do so. On this track, last season in the six car, not good. 14th in the spring, 25th in the fall. We've documented already how much uh, Brad Keselowski sort of suffered uh, in that six car in his first year there. But uh, in the spring of 2011, he started on the pole, finished third in Kansas in the in 2020. In that one race, he started eighth, finished fourth. In the first race of that, finished second. Uh, 19th place in 2019 in the fall, man. But he won here in 2019 in the spring. Brad Keselowski's gotten it done on this track before. Brad Keselowski has not forgotten how to drive a race car. He's just had probably tons of other things on his mind, a la Martin Tricks Jr., a la Ryan Blaney. At 30-1, to 1, we talked about how at the top of the, the charts on this one, it's a little tough to swallow. We can't fault you for betting any single one of those folks. In fact, find the one that you like, put some money on it. But if I'm throwing a long shot out there, which I hardly ever do, uh, I'm throwing Brad Keselowski at 30-1 to 1 to punch through to get his first win of the season and the first win in a while. Who's the biggest gambler in the field, Rod? Not me. Brad Keselowski <laughs> is that guy. Uh, and so that's another angle to that, that, you know, if it comes down to strategy call at the end, comes down to rolling the dice, nobody does it better than Brad does. 72 race winless streak for Brad, 56 for Ryan. One of these winless streaks gets snapped this weekend, and I will be there to win in person. I can't wait. I'm excited for this. That's going to be fun, fun, fun. Uh, I know you're going to be, like, really cheering for Blaney. You're going to have your Blaney sign. Uh, but, you know, make, flip that over with, with bread. Just just give a little King yeah. Hawaiian well, I'm sign. Have to have, I'm going to have the two signs because, uh, you know, Chase Elliott, Corley Joy on one because that's my heart. And then Ryan Blaney and Brad Kozlowski can be on the other one. Oh, my God. Whichever one I don't need at the end, I can use for that late caution cardboard on the track. See? Is your Cody picture, is your Cody, is your Corey picture signed? It, well, it, it is signed on the back, yes. He did sign it. You need to, you need to have him. But I could get the front thing. signed. I might, it's, this may end up in the truck with me this week. Uh, might take it down to Kansas City just in case. It's, it's worth a shot, right? I'm just Thanks. saying. Um, all right. Get your pen and papers out. We're going to go over all of our bets for the Advent for Advent Health 400 from the Kansas Speedway. Cody started you out with Kyle Busch over Joey Logano at minus 110. 
I followed up with Kyle Busch as a top three car at plus two, a 425. Cody said that Corey LaJoy, which we just saw, uh, is going to finish better than AJ Allmendinger at plus 144. <clears throat> I said Martin Truex is going to continue his hot streak and finish in the top five at plus 110. Cody said Josh Berry was going to be a top 10 car again at plus 190. I said Ross Chastain was going to wreck the field and include Elliott in that, but still finish the race, uh, which makes him better than Elliott at minus 110. Uh, Cody said that Ty Gibbs... He's sorry, though. Don't worry. Yeah, he'll, he'll be sorry. He'll be sorry for sure. Uh, Cody said Ty Gibbs was going to finish in the top 10 at plus 160. Bubba Wallace was going to have a top five finish at plus 200. Where I said uh, Ty Gibbs was going to finish better than Daniel Suarez at minus 105. Cody followed up on his Barry Love with giving uh, Josh Barry over Chase Briscoe at minus 115 and highly encourages you to do the same. Uh, I will tell you that uh, Eric Almarola is the winner of probably the single most uh, grotiest group out there, Group F, consisting of Eric Jones, Austin Dillon, and Ryan Priest at plus 220. Cody gave you a... Tyler Reddick at eight to one, Ross Chastain at fourteen to one, and Blaney at eighteen to one. Or oh, I'm sorry, Blaney at sixteen to one to win this race. Also tossed in a little Caesars boost, which we both kind of like. Max Verstappen to win the F1 race and Chase Elliott to win this race at twenty to one. And I said at thirty to one, Brad Keselowski is going to punch through and break. That's got to be the longest losing or the longest winless streak in the sport right now. Seventy-two races. Well, I mean, you've got some guys like uh, I would guess there's probably more. Uh, let me I, I can look it up quickly, but you've got guys that don't win very often. Like I know Bushers was like 222 races. Oh, and well. He finally won again. You've got some guys like that. OK, uh, maybe um, maybe maybe BJ McLeod's winless streak is. is well, he's never won. So I don't think that. Counts. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's that's the one. But. I, I don't think that they count until you've won one so there is that but we'll, uh, we'll have to find a, an updated this all these lists look are super outdated i know we need to get here's <sighs> the longest ones in history that's kind of cool yeah but we need a statistician but, listen if you yeah, guys are out do. there and you're a statistician or you want to pull stats for us uh we would highly encourage you to uh hit us up and and we'll you know try to figure something out <laughs> maybe we'll just keep you uh flush in Corey lajoy signed uh paraphernalia so We'll see. Um, all right, Cody. Let's uh, let's get this all put back in uh, in its place and get you. Bill, out Bill to Elliott, by the way, longest ever winless stra- uh, what was streak it? between wins. Two hundred twenty six races. Oh my god! From ninety four to oh one. Did he Dang. did he win in oh one to break yeah, it or did he just he, retire? No, that's that's this is the longest drought that got it between wins. Uh, that, okay, that between wins. Yeah. Oof, so he won Darlington Christ. in ninety four, then he didn't win. Till Miami in 01. Oh my God. Chris Busher, who I just mentioned, was 222 races. That was Pocono in 16 to Bristol in 22. Truex Jr. actually had a 218 race winless streak. That was much worse than this one from Ouch. 07 to 2013. By the way, one of the top 75 drivers in uh, in NASCAR history. It's okay. So, wow. This, I mean, this is all time list. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. also won this season. 199 races between his Daytona win in 2017 and this Daytona win. Some streaks been getting snapped here lately, so uh, I like that. I like that trend to continue. I would love that trend to continue at a 30 to one clip. I'd be a happy, happy camper. So, uh, I like it. yeah. All right, Cody. Okay. Go. Quick yeah. update on the the Denny Hamlin madness bracket thing. 
the with the site we've used they had an issue where there was a glitch and i couldn't see the names i could only see the emails they're getting that fixed should be out in the next day or so then i'll have an actual updated leaderboard for you follow us on twitter at nascar gambling we'll have that over there as soon as possible sorry for the delay but we still have four more weeks anyways so you'll live <laughs> but follow me on twitter at husker underscore zeeb share all my work over there i uh, got an nfl article out right now on sportsgamblingpodcast.com updated divisional odds and best bets for those so definitely give that a look um and then check out the f1 gambling podcast as well the uh they're in they're in the united states this week for the the miami grand prix so uh it's gonna be a fun one yeah, if you want to check out a F1 race, this is it, man, because it's on our time zone. You can actually watch this without having to wake yeah. up at 1 Yeah, it'll be on same time as the Kansas race, really, so you're going to have to dual screens, but that's always fun. Listen, if you're a true DGen, you know you have 15 screens in your garage that you're good to go, so uh, you, you, you have no excuse for that. All right, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom of everything I got going on, whether it's here whether it's in between media, my off week this week, but of course, join Seth and Elliot as they break down this Kansas race. And we'll be back again tomorrow with the trucks for you to break down. There's no Xfinity, so it's just us and the trucks. It doesn't matter. Cody will be there for every single race and make one up himself. So we'll see you again uh, tomorrow. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride. The